Hello and welcome back to the Goddess Journals. As always, I'm your host, Maggie Pugh. I did an episode like this last year, but I thought I would build off of that or even just do another episode to remind you about the energy around New Year's and New Year's resolutions. Now, I have some astrological updates about this New Year's that will make it a little bit different than previous ones, but I did want to touch on this because New Year's resolutions and making the most of your new year and setting yourself up for a good new year is such a prominent topic throughout households, throughout media. You learn about it when you're a child. You talk about it at work. It's everywhere at the start of the new year. Like, what is your new year's resolution is a hot topic for conversation, but I don't really believe in them. And this is coming from someone who used to always make a new year's resolution and always try her best and then always turn around and fail. And you know, there are new year's resolutions that actually pay off, but I want to talk about the energy behind these and why often new year's resolutions do fail or why we overcommit or why we just can't seem to make even the most simple of them happen. And kind of what's going on with the stars astrologically to back up this energy to help you make and set and complete your goals. All right, so without further ado, let's just jump into today's episode and talk all about New Year's resolutions. Welcome to the Goddess Journals. I'm your host, Maggie Pugh, tarot reader, spiritual coach, past life regression practitioner, and your personal spiritual hype girl. I'm here to help you break down your walls and practice the radical vulnerability you need to get to know your soul at its very core. This podcast will give you the guidance to change your fear into power and take those first steps on your ultimate journey to soul transformation. So take a deep breath and let's get mystical. All right, so New Year's resolutions. We make them every single year, (laughs) or at least most of us do, and in the same breath, most of us don't even complete them. We can't even seem to actually see them through for the whole year, for the whatever amounts of months that we actually set out to, to do them for. And there's actually... We'll jump in right with the goods here. There's a really good energetic reason to why this isn't happening, and it's because we are conditioned to fail our New Year's resolutions. We hear it all the time. Oh, people start going to the gym in January, and there's so many people, and it's so busy, and then everyone gives up, and it peters off. We've known so many people throughout our lives say they're going to do something, and they haven't done it, and we ourselves have made a big commitment, a big life change only to stick with it for maybe a month. And that's because it does take time to build habits, but also with this cultural understanding that many people do not succeed with their New Year's resolutions, it sets a limiting belief within us. It sets a tone. It sets a pattern of not being able to complete these resolutions. It's the same reason that we fail so many things that we try to start, try to create into a routine. So many people out there in the world have have tried to create a workout routine and failed. They've tried to eat healthier and failed or whatever those common 
New Year's resolutions are, and it's because we always try to start with fresh energy. Okay, I need fresh energy. I'm going to start on the 1st of January. I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to start tomorrow morning, when instead you just should be starting there and now. When inspiration strikes is when you need to start moving with it. Don't wait for fresh energy. That inspiration is fresh enough energy itself. Because actually the energy of starting on Monday, the energy of starting with the new year is so tainted. It's actually not fresh at all because we have tried and failed so many times on those dates. We've known so many people to try and fail so many times on those dates. So subconsciously, when you make your new year's resolution, you're like, I'm going to do it this year. And subconsciously, your mind's going, no, you're not. No one ever completes their New Year's resolutions, and it's because it's seen as a chore. It's seen as something that is doomed to fail and is going to be difficult to keep up. The only person who's kept up a New Year's resolution that I've known in my life is my sister (laughs) when she was about eight years old, and she said she was going to go a whole year wearing mismatched socks, and she did. But that's because that was based in play. That wasn't based in this seriousness and this fear of failure and that you need to do this. Otherwise, you need to do it perfectly. Otherwise, you're going to fail this big resolution. We need to give ourselves A, room to fail and B, the permission to start whenever we want, not this seeking of false, fresh energy. And so, of course, you don't end up succeeding in your resolution because subconsciously you believe you'll fail and the fear of failure is so strong within all of us that we end up putting so much expectation ourselves so much pressure on ourselves that it makes the resolution not fun so my challenge to you this year would be to choose a fun resolution allow yourself to have fun every day maybe you want to work out maybe you want to read more but what's a fun step you can take towards that Maybe it is that your resolution is going to be to buy yourself a book every month to put that into your budget. Maybe your resolution will be that every time you finish a yoga challenge, you're going to buy yourself a little new pair of yoga pants. Maybe it's that every time you save, you hit your savings goal at the end of the month, your resolution is going to be that you get to take just $10 and do something for yourself, or you get to have a day off and indulge in whatever you want to at home. Maybe make yourself some sweet treats, watch a movie. What are things that instead of the resolutions of every day, I'm going to go to the gym, or I'm going to eat healthier, or I'm going to make more money. I'm going to save more. I'm going to budget more. Instead of making this thing of, I have to do this, make your resolution a reward of when this happens, whenever I'm able to keep up with this plan that I want to do, I get to do this. My resolution is rewarding myself. My resolution is having fun. And With the idea that you're going to get to have fun with it, with the idea that you're going to get to reward yourself for it, it's so much more likely that you'll actually stick within those New Year's resolutions. And that's just the energy behind it. The other thing is, if you're looking for fresh energy, the beginning of 2024, it's not the case. A, Capricorn season is at the beginning of the new year. January 1st is in Capricorn season, which is a realist, which works really hard. So this can be really, really great to start 
your resolutions. You're like, I have that go for it energy. I'm able to create my goals. I know what I want to do. But then once that energy runs out, you fall off of it. When do you usually fall off your resolutions? Probably near the end of the month, probably near the end of January. That's when most people fall off their resolutions. And that's because on January 22nd, we enter Aquarius season, which is airy fairy, much more flighty, more individual and unique, and has more of a problem sticking with routines. And so it's not even that you aren't able to keep up with it and that your subconscious mind is preventing you from going forwards with these routines, but instead that you've tried to create this whole new resolution, this whole new part of your identity in the middle of a Zodiac year when we're set up to release things. The last two seasons of the Zodiac wheel of the Zodiac year are Aquarius and Pisces, and both of them are about releasing. They're about making space. They're about sticking up for others, realizing we're in a oneness while also being really unique to ourselves. They're not a time for inspiration and ideas and going for things because we're at the end of a year. Basically, February, January, February time is the equivalent of November and December of the astrological year. And so energy-wise, you're not set up to actually be able to move with these resolutions and see them to the end, which is why I always see Aries season in March as the real new year for setting New Year's resolutions. First of all, March, it's starting for a lot of us on the Northern Hemisphere anyways, it's starting to get a bit warmer and you have some life coming back to you a little bit. It's a much more proactive time to create new routines, to create new resolutions because Aries are inspired. They go for what they want. They make things happen. They are excited about life. And then when we get to Taurus season, we ground into it. We become stubborn and we make it a routine that really soothes our soul. And then Geminis are learners and you can grow from there and try new things and add to this routine. And it just makes this beautiful, beautiful energetic cycle for you to really start building into the life and the routines and the resolutions that you want. So if you're feeling the pressure around New Year's, take this time to just set some goals to wrap up your year. Capricorn energy is a great time to just wrap up loose ends, to do the things that you haven't really wanted to do, but you know you have to. So use this time to your benefit. Use this time to wrap up projects and then use the visionary side of Aquarius and the big dreamer of Pisces energy to dream big about what you want your new year to look like. New year starting in March, that is. And then use the astrological new years to set resolutions and make them fun. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself to make 2024 the best year yet. I love using New Year's as a cleanse. I cleanse my energy. I reflect. I express gratitude. I do New Year's rituals, but I don't do them resolution-based, action-based. I do them more as if I'm in a waning moon, as if I am releasing what no longer serves me, stepping into new energy, and just taking the first two and a half months of the year to make that space. 
And then when the energetic new year cycle comes around, I can then go on and do a rebirth. We step into spring, that's rebirth. The year begins in winter, which is a time of, you know, desolate and death and just stagnant energy. Whereas when we get to the spring equinox, when we get to Aries season, that's when things get to bloom. That's when energy gets to resurface. And that's when new things from the seeds that you have set begin to grow. And so take this time to reflect and set your seeds plant your seeds, realize, okay, I am going to move my body more and realize, okay, what are ways I can move my body? Maybe for personally, for me, I love doing Pilates, but maybe you also just want to start to walk more. Maybe you want to do yoga. So maybe during this time you need to get the equipment you need. Maybe you go for some walks and just scout out the area and not make it the serious thing, but just say, okay, let me look at fun walking paths around my house. Maybe it's finding what sort of motivation works for you best. Are you better with a accountability partner? Are you better if you have some sort of app? Are you better if you can just flow with your own energy? Do you need a checkboard? Try out these things. Use this time to figure out what works for you for your plans moving forwards. And then in airy season, commit to them and say, all right, let me use this fire and go for it. Personally, after traveling so much, I was in Italy for the summer, then I was back for a month, but I had visitors. And then I was in Canada for a month visiting my family. And that was a whirlwind. I came back and I was just getting settled. Then I got sick and then I had more visitors. So I really personally want to take this time to ground myself and figure out what my routines, what my manifestations are moving forwards because I just haven't had the time or energy and I've really fallen out of my routines. And so I'm going to take this time and figure out what works best with the stage of my life that I am in now, with the chapter of my life that I am in now. I think I'm going to really recommit to moving my body more. I've been sick a lot and just so busy, so I haven't had the chance to move as much as I want to. However, with visitors and stuff, I end up walking so much. So it's like that counts, but I want it as part of my daily routine, my morning routines. I really do want to meditate again, but I haven't been feeling connected with the meditations that I have been using. I think I want to go back. I used to do my own meditations a lot and I feel like that would help. Or maybe just looking around and seeing if there is a meditation challenge accountability with meditation really really helps me and finally i really want to i've been saying this for a while actually i really want to read more i was in a reading slump and i love reading fiction nonfiction, whatever it brings me so much joy so that's on there too but i think i need to create a list of books that i'm excited to read again because right now I just don't have that. I also joined a book club, so I'm thinking that will help me as well. But finally, I really want to get into discovering my own magic more. I feel like spirituality has become such a job for me, which clearly it is, and I love that. But I also want to be learning for myself and on my own. So I'm really going to look at some different types of spirituality that I don't know much about over the next couple of months. And then in Aries season, I'm going to pick the one that I was most drawn to, that I enjoyed the most, that I felt the most 
joy, spark, magic from, and I'm going to commit to that more, to learn about it deeper, to use it more in a daily routine deeper. I'm thinking I want to get even more in touch with my astrology and the transit. So I downloaded a transit calendar so I know them every single day so I can work with that more. I want to do some kitchen, herbal sort of witchcraft sort of stuff. I love the idea of tea leaves and reading tea leaves. So I would love doing something with that. And if you have any ideas of things I should try out or things that interest you, I would love to hear them because I just want to give a whole bunch of things a try before I commit to one or two things more seriously come Aries season. So come up with your own list of things. It doesn't have to be spiritual things. It doesn't have to be moving your body or any of the things that I just mentioned, but maybe overall you want to feel stronger. Maybe overall you want to feel healthier. Maybe you want to feel happier. Maybe you want to stand up for yourself more. What are things that you can make a resolution about, but not yet? How can you just try those things out? And that is my challenge for you today. I'm going to sit down on January 1st and get really clear on these things because right now I feel like the mind's a bit clouded. I don't quite know what I want yet. I have a vague idea, but I don't know exactly how this is going to kind of span out over the next two and a half months before the astrological new year. And that's because Mercury is in retrograde, which means the mind is not as clear as it could be right now. Ego may be popping in or you may just feel a little clouded or unsure. And that's just because Mercury's in retrograde. Our communication, our pl- the planet of the mind, all of that, it is moving backwards right now, or it looks like it's moving backwards, but energetically wise, it is moving backwards. And so your ego can step in, your fear can step in and cloud your judgment, cloud your desires and what you believe you can do or you're allowed to do. And so I'm going to sit down on January 1st because that is the day that Mercury goes direct again. It leaves retrograde, it goes direct. So I'm going to sit down and really get clear on the first day of the year how the next two and a half months I can play a little and support myself in figuring out what works best to motivate me, what I'm most interested in for my resolutions come the Zodiac New Year, and yeah, what just sparks joy. So I invite you to do the same, and I will leave you with some journal questions if you would like to use in the new year and to use in that first week of January or whenever you're finding this, whenever you would like to help set you up to make stronger resolutions and commitments to yourself and your energy. All right, what emotion do you tend to avoid? In what circumstances does it arise? What will happen if you feel it? And how do you want to move forwards with this? Number two, list five things that made you feel good and five things that make you feel bad. How can you release the bad and embrace the good? Number three, what in my life feels transitional right now? What direction do I want to go in? Next, we have, what is one habit you'd like to change? Why? List three to five things you could do instead of that thing. What routine are you ready to transform? How would it affect your energy? And then finally, over the next two and a half months, I want more. Over the next two and a half months, I want less. And over the next two and a half months, I want to feel 
whatever word comes to mind, the first word that comes to mind can be pretty powerful to look into. If I could do one small thing each day that would help me cultivate that feeling, it would be reflecting on what you want more and less of and how you're seeking to feel, create three to five tangible, specific intentions that you can play around with and try out to see what works best for you. All right, so give those a try. Tag me in your stories if you're doing this mini New Year's ritual along with me. My other little ritual I always do is put my foot in the water, so I'm not as close to the beach this year, so I have to figure out how I'm going to do that. (laughs) But that's all I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed today's short and sweet episode all about the energy of New Year's resolutions and why you can stop putting all that pressure on yourself and how to actually set yourself up to succeed in cultivate in cultivating change. If you haven't already, I'd love it if you could give the podcast a review or five stars and feel free to check out my new podcast, The Divine Gossip Girls, with my beautiful friends Carly and Sophie, because on Sunday, on December 31st, we will be coming out with our January 2024 forecast where Carly pulls tarot cards, I give you all the important astrological events, and Sophie ties it up in a pretty little bow with some intentions, some practices, some journal prompts, and some mantras for the month. So if that sounds like something you would like, if you want to get a little extra magical in your day-to-day, in your month, in your new year of 2024, go check out the Divine Gossip Girls anywhere that you get podcasts. I'll put it in the show notes below and I will talk to you next week. All right. Bye.